Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Lauren Fitzpatrick Shanks, the founder and CEO of Keepwall, or Keep Wondering Out Loud. It's a learning and development platform that helps teams connect, become engaged, and stay that way. We're going to talk about how it works and the theory behind it, plus the impact it can have on performance and retention, all on this edition of People Tech. Hey, Lauren, it's great to have you here. Tell me about Keepwool. Um, I mean, what what does it do? What do you do? Yeah, so Keepwool is a fun learning platform for teams that enables employee engagement and retention insights using games. So we work with enterprise organizations to improve, and we're proactively improving um, not only engagement by 49%, but also job satisfaction, which is an employee's likelihood of retention by up to 30% in as little as 12 weeks. How does it work? Yes. So we have combined three different things that typically are pretty disjointed. So team building, data and analytics, as well as upskilling. And we've combined it into this process that we call play, reflect, and grow. And we're utilizing psychology-based conversation games to get people to disclose how they think. So get people to not only disclose it, but get a greater understanding amongst teams, um, understanding of how folks within the team thinks and what really motivates them to be the best at what they're doing inside and outside of work. And so specifically with how our gameplay works, uh, we start employees start by taking a survey to really establish a baseline on team dynamics and sentiments. So we collect metrics in five key areas, engagement, innovation, cultural intelligence, team dynamics, and then job satisfaction. So before starting to play at all, you first take this baseline um, assessment, which we call our heartbeat survey. Then using a video conferencing platform or in person, teams get together to play. So they play our games. In our games, we have five different theme areas for our games. So we have engagement and morale. Then we, we also have diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So that's one of the themes. And we have a theme that's team development, professional development, and um, the last one is personal development. So we have games that fall underneath all of those, or it's leadership development. So there's professional development and leadership development. We have a number of games that fall underneath all of those areas. And currently we have 17 games in our library total. So they get on this video conferencing platform or they get in person and they play. And players basically receive questions that they answer openly and transparently. And they focus, um, keep wool stands for keep wondering out loud. And so the wondering out loud is really what we're focused on. So as they get these uh, questions, their teammates are then able to ask follow-up questions to really uncover the uniqueness of each person and illuminate how they think. Um, often during this, people feel more of that sense of belonging and they're able to see more similarities that aren't necessarily on the surface level. And so they're really able to resonate in um, have empathy for the folks that they work with. 
Players then vote and are assigned points based on the depth of their answer. So you get points based on how open, honest, and transparent you are. And then the more open and transparent you are, the more points you get. So that encourages that deeper learning and trust building. And then afterwards, keep wool surveys to see how employees' thoughts have changed about their teammates as well as the work environment. So we collect, after each game, we collect metrics um, on impact, and we do impact from a personal, professional, and group perspective. And then based on group and team goals that you enter in that reflection assessment, we provide right-fit educational content in each of the user's preferred learning styles to help them in reaching those goals they're trying to achieve. Now, can you sort of paint a picture for me of what these games look like and, and feel like? I mean, are they are they chess? Are they two questions that have two different point values, which question you'd like to answer. So once you click on that, it then reveals on the screen of every other participant that's playing. Then you go about answering that question verbally. And as you're answering it verbally and reacting, people are able to hear your tone of voice. They're able to see your facial expressions and um, how you're reacting with your hand gestures and maneuvers. And then they're able to start thinking about okay, I'm listening, I'm understanding, What is? how do I want to vote on this? Do I feel like I've gotten all the information? Um, do I have more follow-up questions? Do I feel like this person didn't answer the question at all? And so each participant has these voting um, card options in front of them of awesome answer, need more info, or try again. Then they also have the option to provide these bonus points. So it's basically a question answer game that's really focused on diving beneath the surface layer to really surface um, what makes or breaks a company organization, which is the things that uh, fall under, I don't know if you've heard of the organizational um, cultural iceberg but it's the things that fall underneath the iceberg. So like people's perceptions, their values, their stories and feelings, the unwritten rules, we surface all of that information, but we're getting it through this gameplay where there's specific rules and boundary conditions that folks need to have, that folks have to adhere to. Otherwise you'd be cheating against the game. And so people come in with their um, barriers down because they're coming in on equal playing level of, okay, everyone's about to play this game, follow these game rules and answer these questions so that we're able to know and understand each other better. You know, it, it, it seems like um, there's a lot of applications out there who are using games as sort of their primary interface. Um, I know there's some companies that do it with assessments. There's mm -hmm. a number of them that, that do it with learning. Um, where else do you think games might crop up in the organization? Yes. Yeah, so I think um, you said it like with learning, they do it with assessments. I actually uh, recently was just talking to a group that's in manufacturing and they're utilizing um, gamification in the manufacturing floor to get employees to have be more incentivized uh, with regards to their work. So you really can apply games and gamification to just about anything. Um, because games are universal and bring people together from all different types of backgrounds and areas. And it's because we all started with 
playing that it's familiar to us. Like when we first started our educational learning journey um, in preschool, it was through play. And so it's something that's familiar to us and it allows us to retain the information better. And so from an application standpoint of where its usages are with Keep Wool, people utilize Keep Wool for brainstorming. And so to become more innovative, like get more innovative ideas and get through like a brain block and fog for folks, uh, you can utilize it for um, onboarding people. And so getting to know where people's career paths land, where do they foresee themselves going in their career paths and what do they want to accomplish? You could do it even for a talent acquisition when you're doing uh, interview processes or first um, uh, those initial interviews, because right now we know folks are coming in. You typically know what the cage answers are going to be to the generic um, kind of sourcing questions that you get from folks. And so just to take it a level deeper, to get deeper understanding of the, if this person would be a right culture ad for the organization. You could use gameplay that really disarms someone and brings them into um, being a little bit more of themselves than what your buttoned up typical interview setting might look like. So there's a lot of different applications of where you could utilize games. You could utilize them just for um, pure team building too. Now the, the communications angle or, or the communications component, um, it, it sounds like it's integral to what what the program's supposed to do. Can you talk about why it's so important to have this going on between you know the people using it, the players? Yes, that's a great question, Mark. Um, communication is huge. And if we think about it, we are when we're getting into the workforce or even in college, like in t unless you're taking a communications class or taking a speaking class, it doesn't we we aren't trained on this uh, with regards to our interpersonal skills and how to deal with the ins and outs of dealing with humans from all different type of backgrounds and perspectives when we get into a work environment and have to work as a team. A lot of instances, folks will come from doing things um, in a siloed perspective to now having to be a part of this integrated team and how are they going to function. And so really with Keep Wool, some of what we're really focused on is not only building up that team dynamics and going beyond what your typical team building is, which is like a happy hour and hey, we had fun together and could um, laugh with one another, but actually, how do I work best with this person? What's their best learning style? How do they best like to be communicated with? How do I adapt my leadership style or approaches when I'm dealing with this um, with these individuals and really catering our styles to what others need? And so that is something that we're really focused on within Keep Wool is not only the team dynamics, but the interpersonal skills. So how do I listen well? How do I ask good questions that are going to enable me to get to the root of what I'm trying to figure out and have deep understanding? How do I gather those, that contextualized and nuanced information that helps me to make better decisions for the team and for the project ahead? Um, how do I empathize and sympathize with what other folks are saying and have some type of correlation and relationship with them? Um, and then how how do I ensure that I create this sense of belonging with the folks and connection between the folks? And so 
with, with Keep Woe, we're really about that relationship building and that's going to get, build that foundation of trust and understanding so that when hard times come about in an organization or so that when things get a bit rocky, that the the core of that team and the understanding and the ability to really know where each other is coming from is solid there. So they're able to get through anything and it makes them want to remain at an organization because they're happy not only with the job that they're doing because the team understands what they're doing and the value that it brings, but they also love the people that they're working with as well and fully understand them and have good relationships with them. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Let's um, shift gears a little bit. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the company and, and your experience with it. What, first, when, when did you start the company? Yeah, so we started Keep Wool as a methodology and something that would be that's utilized for gameplay in January of 2018. And so we started with actually having physical card games to test out like, the process and is this going to help people um, open up and be able to share more and really dive deeper into their understandings of folks. And so we sold thousands of games across 27 countries, three different continents to re and really test it out. Hey, this works well. People like playing it. People feel like they're able to open up and really gain quick, un quick and deep understanding with folks in just a, an hour's worth of gameplay time. And so we started that in 2018, but it wasn't until the pandemic hit and it was um, summer of 2020 that we were saying, hey, we need to do some type of digital version of this. And so my background is in engineering. I'm actually an aerospace engineer. And so uh, with uh, some background in software development, um, program management, and so went about saying, how do we turn this physical game into a digital game? And once we did that, we started having these game nights because it was really just focused on that like relationship building and getting to know folks. So it didn't necessarily have to be with your team. It could be with anyone. But we started those game nights. And as folks were coming to our game nights, they started saying, hey, I could really use this for my team, for the organization that I work within. And so... I didn't really think much of it because it was a game and it's a game where we have laughs and, you know, you're getting a bit deeper. And I've worked at five different Fortune 500 companies, and this was unlike anything we were doing in the workplace at all. Um, people were very reluctant to be vulnerable, very reluctant to share more about themselves and really give that deep understanding. But now we were entering this phase where folks were really wanting to be their authentic selves and with being in the in the midst of a pandemic and being remote and or hybrid there, you had to somehow feel those, uh, build those connections that you just weren't getting 
um, in the office anymore because you you couldn't like you didn't have the water cooler you didn't have lunch hours and things like that so we were asked um, we had a few people participants who had came to the game nights who brought us then into their organization and when we got into the organization we then and we got the results so saw the impact that was happening and they're like hey is there any way that we could turn this into objective like quantifiable data that's utilizable and that we could see what's the insights and changes we're seeing over time we then were asked do you have a subscription product for this well is there a training is there a training aspect to it for um, from a facilitator approach? Because we do have folks that facilitate the session. So it still feels like that third party feeling of having a team building experience. And it kind of just um, it just kind of had a ripple effect from there. And so we actually launched the product for sales and um, be, began doing um, paid pilots in January of 2022. So this year, earlier this year. And have um, quite a few uh, Fortune 500 companies that we've worked with. We've worked with a couple of universities as well, and so it's been it's been a whirlwind. But lots of listening to the customers as well as the end users and what they're looking for within the culture and environment that they want in their workplace. Now, the digital product that you you launched this year, it, it, it's it's perfect timing. I think you launched it like 12 and a half months ago. Yes. <laughs> so how did that year play out in terms of your expectations? Did did the market sort of stay essentially where it was when you launched or have things been changing more rapidly than you thought? And, you know, how's the product holding up with any change that's going on? Um, so I would say the market has it's it's one. It's interesting to say, like, has it changed more rapidly or this? I think. We were coming to steady state that hybrid was going to be the thing. And so how are we going to create these this culture that we want to live, that we want to work in, if most people are not going to see their coworkers on a daily basis, or if they're only going to deal with them via um, video conferencing platforms? And in a lot of the organizations that we were working in, they, one of their main enjoyable things about Keep Wool was the fact that they they wanted to use cameras for it. And they're like, hey, we're learning a lot about these folks and we, we want to actually turn on our cameras so I could see each other's faces and see their reactions and have these personal conversations with one another that also impact the work that we're doing. And so um, with, with regards to the market, we saw... We saw the uptick in um, in turnover and people like voluntarily leaving, but now we're seeing this shift where we have layoffs. And it's when someone leaves the organization, whether it's voluntary or it's not voluntary, it shakes the whole team in the organization for that those remaining people. And there's that question, like we're wondering about our future, our security, our colleagues, where we're going to go in our career paths. And they need this outlet to have the discussions about, okay, now that we've had this great shift, whether it was someone voluntarily leaving or someone leaving because it was forced like downsizing, how are we going to shift to make sure the team and what the team needs and what each individual remaining on this team 
is understood and supported in the way that they best need to be supported? And how are we going to fill these gaps of development that are needed? And so with respect to that, we are an engagement and a retention platform. And so we're focused on not only engaging people, but re-engaging folks that have been there for a while. And there might've been some type of occurrence. So like layoffs or um, people leaving that's happening, that's making them say, okay, let's reset. How do we reset and make sure we're on this equal playing field? And so in helping employees to not only do their jobs, but do their jobs better. So what we've seen with regards to um, the market and the space that we're in is that everybody's wor worried about um, engagement. Everyone's worried about job satisfaction. Everyone wants to know what our employees thinking right now, what might be the next move that's going to happen and how can we be proactive in this approach instead of reactive. And so beyond looking at just those static employee engagement surveys that we typically have maybe on an annual, biannual basis, something that's giving us real-time insights fast and that we can act upon immediately is really what our customer and marketplace is looking for. Yeah. Now, my last question is um, about the future. Um, how do you see the company expanding? Do you think you'll go into new verticals or you know, just trying to grow geographically or what are your thoughts yes. about that? That's a really great question. So currently we are agnostic, but we do pro focus on, we're industry agnostic, but we do focus on enterprise organizations. However, we do foresee expanding to more mid-market size companies. And um, we currently had a conversation uh, today about the expansion into the Europe European market, because we're also seeing um, with the generation shifts, uh, turnover happening and retention over there in Europe. And so we we see foresee expansion within Europe. But overall, our whole um, focus is like to be that solution in the intersection of a hybrid workforce, next generation collaboration and human connectivity. And so we really see uh, foresee ourselves being that relationship uh, building type of solution that's going to work whether you have hybrid, remote, or in-person teams, but creating those bonds as quickly as possible. So you're seeing those results um, and output improvements as quickly as possible as well. Lauren, thanks so much. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a good time. I appreciate it, Mark. guest today has been Lauren Fitzpatrick-Shanks, the founder and CEO of Keypole. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. 
I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.